Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also check out Five Reasons YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe. You get every stream that we put up there. That includes Before Floor. An hour before every Heat game, post up 5R as soon as the Heat game ends. And 5ReasonSports.com, make sure you spell that one out. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on all the South Florida sports without a paywall. Plus, we've got a product code, and that's our sponsors. Use the code 5RSN, that's the numbers 5R and then RSN, and you'll get 25% off at Therapist Preferred, TherapistPreferred.com for all your premium CBD, the sports cream, the gummies, the tincture. Also, 10% off at GetSalus.com. That's for Salus, which replaces your electrolytes. If you sweat, if you're an endurance athlete of any kind, you got to check them out. They come in these little packets. It's much better for you than Gatorade, Powerade, or any of that stuff. Go to GetSalus.com. Use the code 5RSN. And Manscaped.com. They're back with us as a sponsor. Use the code for 20% off, 5RSN for 20% off. That's the razors, the cologne, and everything else that they've got in their catalog there. They also send you a bunch of free stuff when you end up subscribing. So Manscaped.com. They're PurposePreferred.com, GetSalus.com. Use the code 5RSN for great promotions. And now, today's episode. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple stars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop with one hand. Impact with trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander. Tonight's floor plan with me, Brady Hawk. You can follow him at BradyHawk305. We are recapping the... Miami Heat's victory in Chicago, another big road victory. This team is showing up with major character, major guts. Um, so it's just Brady and I. Ethan is in Chicago covering the game. He may pop in here out of nowhere. Um, so just be ready for him to ambush this podcast at any moment because that's totally possible. He has the link to it. But uh, otherwise, we have enough. And the Miami Heat have enough. Uh, they had every player available tonight. Uh, Brady, this was another one of those road wins. Like I went into pregame and I said that I thought I was a little nervous about this one. And I ended up with egg on my face again. Um, everyone, I just want to make sure y'all remember, I much, much prefer be happy than right. Uh, 127-109 was the final score. I mean, there's a hundred places we could start. I'm going to say 50% 
three point field goal shooting on 34 attempts is one place that is an obvious starting uh, point. Miami had been out rebounded six out of the last seven and um, out rebounded Chicago 41 39. So there were just a lot of things that I think holistically the heat are looking like a team that has found its groove again, thankfully, uh, Brady, I know your takeaways are already up at five reasonsports.com, but, uh, what, what did you see tonight and, uh, what were your, you know, the major things that you took away from tonight's victory? Yeah. I think one of the major places to start is you kind of hit on it. The, the three point shooting, I think it ended up at 50%, uh, exactly, but it was pretty much at 52 when it really mattered. Uh, the reason it stuck out was that, for one, this Chicago defense just isn't great. Like, the thing about it is that Miami adjusted so early, and I feel like this – we're going to talk about specific players, but I think this was a slow game. Like, we need to point out – I know we pointed out a lot when maybe he makes a mistake in a rotation that we think should have go in a different direction. But this was a game where he made a quick adjustment early, and it led to good things. And the Chicago defense, like I mentioned, isn't great, but they also just really overhelp. Uh, and to start this game, immediately when Tyler entered, it ended up with three straight blocks immediately. Patrick Williams with two of them, just really athletic blocks at the rim. Uh, the thing, the next difference from there, the adjustment they had to make was kind of go away from driving on that strong side so they could easily help over, maybe more empty corner stuff to kind of just change some things up uh, or just straight drives, wait for the overhelp. And what Miami started doing was they took Bam and Jimmy and said, we're going to put the ball in your hands, Jimmy specifically, Started driving baseline. Immediately, Tyler got an open corner in the three, uh, or an open three in the corner, excuse me. And then two plays after that, it was two more Tyler Hero threes. And the reason was that they just kept helping down on Jimmy Butler, and it was a kick out, swing, swing, Tyler Hero three. Uh, that adjustment to just kind of predict that kind of help defense and just make the kick out from there kind of got Miami in a lead early. That kind of just, it felt like Chicago was playing about from behind from there. Uh, and it wasn't even the Tyler thing. It was kind of just in general. Like we just said, the 50% shooting from three, like it wasn't a coincidence that this team was getting open corner threes. Like they were just finding that release valve in, in the defense constantly, uh, where I just think it, you know, no matter the defense it is, no matter what level of defense you're playing, it's just good to see a team and players be able to make those type of reads and kind of take advantage of the spots on the floor uh, when it's there, because that's what it is in the playoffs. Like you constantly have to adjust the adjustments, as Eric Spolster says, uh, that I just feel like overall, before getting into the players, it felt like a good sponsor game. That's very true. I'm glad that you do start there because, um, like, part of the interesting thing was Tyler did get swallowed up those first two possessions. Like, it did not look good. And um, both he was being aggressive, so I felt like he was doing the right things basketball-wise, but they just didn't turn out for him. And then for him to just – uh, explode the way he did six of seven from downtown. Uh, it just speaks to, again, the resilience of the team uh, and the adjustments to the adjustments, as you mentioned earlier. Uh, something that stuck out with me with this team as well is that as much as they have, and I'm talking about Chicago, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan are talented scorers. Both were less efficient than maybe I think that they need would need to be to beat Miami in a playoff series if we're going to talk in those terms. Um, but also uh, Nikola Vucevic, like he used to eat Miami alive. Like it did not matter. Dude was going for 30 and 15 and something has changed there that I thought was interesting. Um, but the bigger takeaway for me was that they cannot guard the heat. 
Like they, they just do not have the ability to do so. Jimmy was getting anywhere he wanted to. I loved his floor game. Kyle was awesome. The way he has improved his play recently, when he talked about getting ready for the real season, Brady, like dude wasn't lying. I mean, the Toronto game is going to be, a, uh, I think one that, the stats can get weird when you're in an emotional setting, but like, what did you see? I mean, 10 assists, one turnover, 19 points, six, 11 from the field. He's doing all the things that we're going to need Kyle Lowry to do to make it deep into the playoffs. It's why you brought him here to be able to uh, kind of step up this level of play when it matters most. Talk about Kyle Lowry's game tonight. Yeah. It's funny. If we were box score watching, looking at two for five from three, like it wouldn't feel like it was that big of a game in, in that department, but I feel like it was like when I'm watching this game and watching most games, when I feel like Kyle Lowry is having a good game, it's all comes down to the pull up three. And it's not even about the two makes. It's about having the attempts up. Like every time he begins to take that pull up three, their whole offense just shifts. Like two start flying at Kyle, the skip passes that he once made in the beginning of the season are having a lot more space when there's two on the ball and he's making that across the court and it's an open corner three. Like everything changes when he's taking that shot. There was a point, I think it was in the third quarter where he drove and he had like that deep floater that went in. Like, I feel like the mo like we're just going to bypass that type of play. It's just another play in the game. That one stuck out to me. Like I'm watching like these plays. I remember we had a podcast about Kyle earlier in the season where I pointed out the stat. There was like 80 players that had like the most drives in a pick and roll. And he was like dead last in attempts. Yeah. If he's taking those type of shots out of pick and rolls, where it's not just, okay, let me just give the ball in the pocket to Bam. Like that just kind of changes everything in general. That's not just force feeding assists. Like that's actually setting guys up quite literally. So uh, those are the two elements. I feel like to it, it's pretty much the two elements of basketball, but the pull up three and then just taking that shot of the pick and roll. Like we're just seeing this, efficient Kyle Lowry but also a guy that's not afraid to take shots uh, and he's not afraid to take tough shots and I think we knew that when he was in Toronto like when Miami would face him like he was never afraid to take any type of shot on the floor but when he said he needed a little bit of time I guess before the real season to ramp up like we're seeing a real ramp up process that I just it, like we're seeing a foreshadowed type of offensive display that I feel like can really kind of change their entire half-court offense when they get there yeah now that's you hit you hit it half court offense, Kyle. Um, he's always looking to hit ahead. So like in my mind, as I've conceptualized Kyle Lowry led offensive teams, like I've really gotten to, I, I like that he always is looking up and trying to advance the ball as fast as possible, but we know that the game is going to slow down and things are going to get in the mud in the Eastern conference. They're going to definitely get in the mud and seeing Kyle start to do some of these things late in games. Well, not late in games, but consistently throughout games uh, late in the season is what I meant to say. Uh, it's nothing but positive. I, I also really liked that. Um, that Tyler, you know, coming back and just kind of finding his groove in other ways, rebounding above his height uh, is something that when he's playing well and he's bouncing and he's, uh, you know, feeling it in rhythm, his rebounds tend to go up too. So um, I thought that that was super interesting. Uh, I, I want to save a whole segment for the rest of the bench because like there's a couple guys who played really well. There's someone else that we need to talk about and, and, and kind of what the future may look like for them. 
Uh, and then there's Caleb Martin, who didn't play, who was available. And I think we all kind of think he's going to be in the mix, but um, has not been so far. Before we do that, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's Prize Picks. It's my favorite daily fantasy app on planet Earth. It's super easy. You literally go um, and pick your favorite players from your pay- favorite sports. They have all the different individual statistics. You pick their over or their under for any uh, statistic. Then you uh, combine your picks. So you do two, three, four players, five players. Uh, that's what they call a flex play there. Um, for instance, Tyler Hero was at 19 and a half points. I went over on Tyler Hero tonight, and I think he scored exactly 19. So I actually did not hit that one as well as Tyler played. Um that's essentially how you go, but you have to use the code five F I V E. That's how you'll double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. It's really fun. Um, I sometimes will have the college basketball games and the NBA games mixed or NFL and NBA mixed together during that part of the season. So put $20 down, uh, give it a try. I think that it, you will not, um, regret it i play it often again daily fantasy made easy use the code five at prizepicks.com download the app five will double your initial deposit all right brady um still no sign of ethan he's likely doing media um but we're gonna keep this thing flowing uh so as i'm looking at the bench unit. And I touched on Tyler a little bit before the break. I want to give you the opportunity to speak on what you've seen from Tyler, but let's lump in the, also the guys who played well, Dwayne Dedman. He looks like he's feeling better. Finally, he was looking really old about a couple of weeks ago. Uh, So seeing him be efficient, get rebounds, finish strong, I think is all good stuff. And uh, the last one's Gabe Vincent. He's finding his form again and gosh, that would be the perfect moment for that. Um, so your your impression of that portion of the bench tonight? Yeah, I think for starters with Tyler, pretty much hit on it before, but it was just the reaction to the defense. Like, I feel like there was games before where it took him too long to kind of shift his game plan in ways, like where he's getting blocked the rim three straight times. Uh, I feel like your first thought is probably to go to the perimeter a bit more, but it's the way that he did it. He shifted off the ball immediately, allowed Jimmy to set him up, a lot of other guys set him up, and then he got on the ball from there. Uh, there was six for seven from three and 0 for nine from two, which is just a really weird stat line in general. Uh, the guy that stuck out to me most among the bench is Deadman. Like you hit on it right there, but it was probably his best game in a matter of months. Like it didn't feel like that's crazy to say. It just felt like, for one, the, the stats kind of backed it up six of nine, 14 points, but he looked energized. He looked athletic. He looked like as a roller, like he was just ready to go. Uh, I think back to last season when he was the best player in the playoffs, like in that playoff series, why was he the best player in the playoffs was because he played about 16 regular season games and he was ready to go. Uh, That's what's kind of been the worry all season. Have they overplayed Deadman in some ways that is he not going to be ready for them? He seems like maybe he's peaking at the right time. I know it's his one game and it's been, you know, decent sample size of him kind of struggling, but he just looked really active in this game on both ends that, they don't need a lot from him. Like they need probably two five minute stints in a playoff series. If exactly. Bam's pushing 38 minutes, like that's not hard to do if you're Dwayne Dedman, because he's been a guy that can do stuff in small sample sizes inside a game. Uh, that this, I feel like this was probably bigger than any storyline of a player in this game was probably Dwayne Dedman, because I feel like he's probably a really important player in that space, specifically in this game when Bam gets a quick two and he gets a third foul afterward, that he could step up in the way. 
that's just pretty huge. The last one was Gabe. The interesting thing was that we were talking before the game about who the odd man out was. Part of me felt like it was Caleb just because Gabe needed a game like this. Like he needed a, not that he was overpowering in any way with his performance. He had 13 points. He had a good game, but it was just that he needed some type of rhythm before the playoffs. Like it feels like Spo is pretty much going to hand in the keys in, in, in the rotation that they feel comfortable going to Gabe. I think about that play at the end of the game where he's diving on the floor with Vucevic and kind of getting the tie up, getting the jump ball. Uh, yeah. That earns so sweat equity with Spo. Right. And it's also the schematics that he provides offensively. Like we were talking about also before the game saying drop killers, we were bringing up Kyle, we were bringing up Tyler, bringing up the shooters. Gabe Vincent's a drop killer. Like he's had games where he struggled most has been against switching when bigger guys switch onto him. That's just kind of his Achilles heel in a lot of ways that when he has that little curl, he can get into that elbow in the free throw line and he can get up to that three with against drop and the pick and roll. Uh, his on ball stuff has really come a long way, but if, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They can utilize that if he's playing in that way. Uh, they just need him to gain a little bit of a rhythm to get back in the way that he was playing, you know, what was it, two months ago? Uh, it's been a little bit of a rough patch here after the injury, after moving around all the time into the starting lineup, into this lineup, uh, that now it feels like they found his role. He's not changing from here on out, uh, that they're just probably going to stick at least through the next week uh, with about four games left. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. I think that they trust Gabe, Spo trust Gabe. Um, and it's just getting him back in rhythm. And you're right. Like when they uh, against drop specifically, like there are spots in the floor that when Gabe is in rhythm, he can take advantage of that. It's when Gabe is not in rhythm and he's not shooting well, that some of that stuff, like you just don't even see the benefits of it tonight. We definitely did. Um, there's one more guy, two, two guys that we're going to talk about to close out this segment. And then we're going to look ahead just super quick to uh, tomorrow night, which you will have full coverage on five reason sports network uh, and five on the floor, but we're going to look ahead to Toronto quickly. But before we close this thing out, let's um, let's go through Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin, because I don't know. I don't know what's going on with Duncan because I feel like he's not playing bad. He's not shooting great every single night. He's not playing bad. He's plus 16 as I'm looking at the box plus minus, which all my smart basketball heads tell me I should never look at that. Um, I guess this is where I'm at. I feel like Spolstra has put him in, in this position, and Brady has kind of alluded to this via on our off the floor. So anybody who uh, has not heard this, we, I got to tell you, this is an exclusive element of five on the floor where we have regular updates, info, rumors, stats. Uh, we go back and forth kind of on, on, uh, throughout games, before games, and it's Ethan, Brady Hawk, uh, Alex Toledo, and myself. Uh, you can give it a shot, a 14-day trial. Uh, it's $3.05 a month around draft and free agency. When we're getting info, we're putting it there first. You can bet that. Uh, so join us for the playoff run draft free agency. Uh, it's from an app called Winnow. You can go to my Twitter profile. It'll be the tagged uh, tweet 
um, right at the top. You'll see it pinned. So you can click on it there. Winnow, it's $3.05 a month. Check that out. Um, but Brady had mentioned that uh, that maybe this was a spot where like Duncan eventually could just, you could just shelve him. And, and that, that's, I guess, where I'm going is that I think Spolstra has created a rotation in which if he needs to completely remove Duncan Robinson from it, he now has every contingency plan and hole filled. What was your take on Duncan's night, Duncan's role? And Caleb Martin, I'm not making too much of that he didn't play. I think in a different matchup, as he continues to feel 110% healthy, uh, I think there's still roles for Caleb throughout the playoffs. Uh, so, but but like, did you what did you make of no Caleb Martin tonight too? Yeah, for one, I just felt like it was uh, the Gabe factor that I mentioned before that he needed some rhythm. But I'm getting to the point where I don't think it's Gabe or Caleb. Like, I feel like we've talked about this so much that it's either one. I feel like there's scenarios where you can use both of them. Uh, part of me felt like Max Struess being in the starting lineup wasn't a long-term thing into the playoffs. The more I'm watching these games and I'm watching the combination between Jimmy and Struess and I'm watching the combination, I guess, off the floor that they, you know, have some type of relationship and he seems to be playing a lot better. I don't know how you change it. And then you're looking around who who's the odd man out. That's the guy we've been talking about a ton. Uh, and then you kind of look at Duncan Robinson, who is getting good looks. Like, it's not a thing where he's just kind of – at the beginning of the season, we had moments where teams, okay, they're figuring him out, that they're able to kind of take him out of the game plan. He's not able to do stuff. Like, he's getting a lot of open shots, no matter the coverage that he's seeing. He was two for seven from three tonight. Wide uh, open on a couple. Oh. Yeah, it, it, and that's where it makes me think – it's another thing we talked about earlier in the season that it's a mental thing. Like it, it's a hundred percent that uh, it just happens when you get to a certain point, overthinking you're we're at a starting lineup, you get bumped down into a bench roll. You have opportunities, you're wide open. It just, that's is what it is. But then it gets to the point where what does the coaching staff value? Is it sticking with a guy through those type of lapses or is it, okay, we have a guy in Caleb Martin who does it on both ends uh, and has done at least shot the three ball well that in a specific series, we're going to try this out and we're going to go to this guy that it's an interesting conversation to be had. I think I'm getting to the point where it may be as simple as Caleb or Duncan. Like it may yeah. be that it may be as simple as picking two of Gabe, Caleb and Duncan. Like, I feel like that's definitely where we are. Like uh, not that Max can't be moved around, but, just with all the the stuff that we're seeing right now, with the way that this starting lineup is gelling in a way that we haven't seen all season. Like, we have not seen this starting lineup play this well. It's always been, okay, let's get that bench unit in and kind of get everything back on track. Like, they're gelling really well that I don't know how you change it heading into the postseason. Uh, but it's also that the bench unit is playing well, but if they need to make an adjustment, I don't think they're going to be scared to, you know, change a Duncan Robinson or change a Caleb or change a Gabe. No, that, that's so true. I think that you could see a different player. You could go three consecutive series in this playoffs and have a different one of those guys be the impact guy off the bench um, in a different type of role. Like I truthfully believe that that's where this depth comes into play. It may not always be that you're playing 10, 11 guys. And that's like how that works. It's that you're going to be able to insert some of these alpha personalities who come in and want to take that opportunity uh, on both ends of the floor. And then there's going to also be a night where maybe you put Duncan out there and he hits three 
threes in the first quarter and you ride them for seven throughout the night. You know what I mean? Like that's, I, I think that the beauty of how this is shaking out is that, um, that Spolstra feels good enough about some of these other guys that Duncan Robinson can be put to the back and we'll have conversations about his contract and what happens, the implications there going forward. Cause obviously the value there does plummet if you just shelf a guy, but I just feel like there's also elements of when you know, you're close and the Heat are the first 50-win team in the Eastern Conference as of tonight, the third 50-win team in the NBA as of tonight. Uh, when you know you have a shot, sometimes you got to put all that other stuff aside. Uh, speaking of putting stuff aside, um, we are going to talk about ter the Toronto Raptors matchup quickly, but before we do, one more great sponsor to tell you about, one I'm closely connected to, and that's Water Cleanup of South Florida. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim dealing with water mold, fire damage, looking for a reputable, fully licensed, insured, certified contractor? Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. When a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, his whole team is prepared to handle any size disaster. They're third-generation contractors in South Florida, so they continue to maintain sterling reputations. That part of this business is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is a licensed building contractor, literally A to Z service, one-stop shop, so if you're a busy homeowner, business owner, you need to flip things, go fast. They're going to be able to do that stuff, all that stuff for you at once. Uh, you don't need to bring anyone else into the fold. They'll handle it all for you. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. That's Water Cleanup of Florida. Michael, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. All right, Toronto, quickly. Um, I don't want I don't want you to write your five takeaways ahead of time, but I'm pretty sure you would have the ability to because you just you're sick like that with it. Um, but as we look ahead to tomorrow night, do you think that anybody rests for Miami? Is there anything too that all the G League guys are along for the ride? I think it's just to have them around the team and the season's over. So why not have them there? What are you looking at? What are you expecting tomorrow? The Raptors are a three and a half point favorite as we sit right now. Um, and obviously just to update the standings, Miami remains in first place, but an interesting thing here is that now Toronto has leapfrogged Chicago into the five seed. So now that they're playing to uh, get into a completely different bracket of the playoffs, uh, Brady, what do you think about Toronto tomorrow night? Yeah, I saw Spolster, I guess, just said that I know Kyle is playing tomorrow. We'll figure out the rest. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if certain guys sit. Like, it just feels like they're getting to that point, especially with the guys they have below this. Like, we're having so many rotation questions uh, for the playoffs, but they have a couple guys that are playable that you can rest certain guys. I don't think they're resting PJ because that guy just won't rest. Uh, but I think there's a way for Caleb to slip into the rotation tomorrow. Uh, it's interesting playing this team specifically because – Kyle playing them, I think it's more of a narrative base, but he made the joke about Nick Nurse kind of scheming stuff up against him. Like, whenever they have these return games, it's always a bit of a struggle to get going. Like, it is, it just is what it is. That always kind of happens. It's also, in terms of Jimmy Butler, if he does end up playing, it's another test to kind of face that type of uh, length defensively because that's a team that's kind of give him uh, 
some struggles, which by the way, I do want to say, since we went this whole podcast, it didn't mention Jimmy much. I do want to say that this was a really good Jimmy game. Like the fact that he's finding his jumper at the right time. Uh, that I said, I think I've said it a couple of times that Kyle's kind of that pull-up jumper shifts the entire offense. Jimmy Butler's jumper shifts the entire offense. Like the fact that he can get to the mid-range and he's hitting these fades and he's hitting these threes and not doing one-legged fades. He's actually jumping off two feet, getting some lift, knocking them down. Uh, that's promising. And I think what will be even more promising is following that up if he does play with a game where he can kind of get past that type of length and dominate in that way as well. Uh, and Tyler, I guess, is right in that bracket as well because we've talked about the length against him uh, too. So this is an interesting game from a narrative base and also an X's and O's uh, way. But I guess these are the type of games that can get you to maybe sit later in the week against an Orlando. Like if you can find a way to lock up a one seed, Jimmy doesn't have to, to play that Sunday and he can get a long extended rest over that time if he just plays tomorrow and I guess can lock up a win. So I don't know how they'll treat it. I guess maybe there's certain guys they can they can sit, but I feel like majority will probably play. Uh, and yeah, they're just going to have to figure it out from there. And it will be an interesting to watch Kyle Lowry in Toronto because I feel like that'll definitely be emotional. He said before that that's where his, where his heart is. Uh, so that'll even from a heat perspective, it, it'll be fun to watch from there. Definitely. And um, you're right. It'll be interesting because I think most guys on the team don't want to sit. So the sitting is just strategically to get guys rest here or there. I know you mentioned PJ don't want to sit. Gosh, it'd be nice if they could convince him to maybe just tomorrow night. Um, and Markeith's just sitting there. I know, right? Like get him some run. Maybe some of that will help him in the way that Gabe got specific run and it helped him. Um, I, I think that they were, are much more likely to go back to Markeith than they will be Oladipo. Um, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, and then so Toronto with the length, I think, again, if you have enough of the regulars playing tomorrow and you'll have a few of them, Tyler will definitely be playing. Uh, I think that that's an interesting element to continue to watch how teams load up on that, how Miami counters to it, even if it is like some of the the back end rotation guys that will maybe be. Um, you know, coming off the bench in spot minutes that get extended stretches of certain guys sit, there's still informative things to watch from there. And there's something about this three game trip, this Boston, Chicago, Toronto trip. If you take all three of those against Eastern conference playoff teams on the road, I feel like you've kind of put yourself in position right now, as I'm speaking, they're a game and a half up on Milwaukee. They're 50 and 28. They have a 32 and 16 conference record. So like any of the tiebreaker stuff that would happen in worst case scenarios, they're ahead in the conference record department, which I think is one of the primary tiebreakers after um, head to heads, et cetera. Uh, here's the other thing I want to close with folks right now, as we speak, the Brooklyn Nets are in the 10th play in place, 10th place. Uh, Charlotte is ninth. Atlanta has moved up in, into the eighth seed. They um, beat Kevin Durant and the uh, Kyrie Irving-led Brooklyn Nets in Atlanta. Cleveland is the seventh seed. And then the – so that's your playing team. So right now, Cleveland and Atlanta would play for seven. And I don't know, man. I think Atlanta could probably beat Cleveland in a one-game series. I don't like that for, for them, although Garland's been awesome. And then you'd have Charlotte and Brooklyn – playing in a one-game series. Charlotte beat Brooklyn recently, by the way. Uh, and then that would be the game 
um, the loser of Cleveland, Atlanta would play Brooklyn again. And, and then you would have Miami Brooklyn. Like that's the more you see Brooklyn in those nine and 10 spots, the more likely that I think that that becomes a reality, but truthfully, we ain't worried. Any closing shots before we, we, we end here, Brady. No, I think that is that seating stuff is just interesting because it is an elimination game. And Ethan was giving the, the scenarios about potentially losing a game. So you could get to that eight spot and play a number one. But when you're giving these scenarios right now, it's like thinking they can lose a game like that. Like you look at tonight, Kevin Durant dropped 55, a career high and he lost to Atlanta. Like it's not impossible to hit a team that gets hot and they play well and you end up getting, you know, a, a easier eight seed. Uh, I guess it's more likely that you see Brooklyn if, the, if those were to line up. Uh, but I'm just guess I'm just saying that it's not like it's just a complete lock that that guy gets in because uh, we've seen the role players for Brooklyn have games where they don't step up. Like, I guess this one is looking at the box score that a guy on one of these teams in the playing could just go off. It, it's so true. And Kyrie Irving missed 20 shots tonight. We're not going to turn this into an Eastern Conference playoff podcast, although I could take it there and we could talk for another 20 minutes. Ethan would kill me. Uh, so that is the end of our show. We'll be back tomorrow with full coverage of the game up in Toronto. Thank you for joining us. And um, we'll, we'll be back with you soon. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.